Studios in the Downstairs Pub. The March Madness edition of the Blockout Sports Pod is on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned Downstairs Pub, my name is Travis Carter. I'm your host and moderator for this evening. Over my right shoulder at the high top table, the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf. And as always, bellied up to the bar, a man whose one shining moment happened some 30 years ago in the back seat of an 86 Chevette, the fabulous one, <laughs> Freddie Benders. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Boys, how we doing tonight? We're good, man. We're great. March Madness is here. Yes. And uh, it's actually the first four or whatever they call it. Second night of the first four. Yep. Uh, FDU playing Texas Southern at the moment. FDU looks to be comfortably in command of this game. What is the F and the D? Frederick Dickinson? Farley Dickinson. Farley, Farley not Frederick. Farley. They used to play the cards back in the day, and I would go to those games because they were cheap tickets. <laughs> I could see that. I wouldn't pay much for those. Freedom, Freedom <laughs> Hall. Well, at least you got some hot German roasted nuts there. That was the, that was the best part about that place. <laughs> and uh, we are obviously going to be breaking down uh, the first couple of rounds of the NCAA tournament. Uh, we've uh, we've got too much content to break the entire uh, tourney down in one night, so we're going to kind of split it up. Tonight we'll go through uh, the first couple of rounds, uh, getting into the regionals. Um, we've also got World Baseball Classic we want to talk about. Uh, we want to discuss... Uh, last week's golf tournament and some uh, blockout sports pod betting success that we had. Um, and we'll get to a few other things. I wanted to start out tonight uh, just with a bit of a RIP to a local basketball, really a homegrown success story. Uh, Felton Spencer passed away uh, earlier this week at the age of 55. Um, for those of you that don't know, he was a Louisville native. He went to Eastern high school, um, played at university of Louisville, 1986 to 1990, and then really carved himself out a 12 year NBA career, which is really, really impressive for a guy that, uh, was kind of, even for his size, kind of an underdog. His entire career. Well, 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 how tall was he? Six he, was, he was seven foot. Seven yeah. foot. He was the first yeah. seven footer that Louisville's had, only had, and I think Louisville's only the course of the history have only had uh, three seven footers. Yeah, and he is. He was the first, and, and that's all personality. I think Travis. A lot of that is uh, a great teammate and a great person. Yeah, I uh, I had a very brief encounter with him about gosh, what twelve years ago now. Uh, I was running a, a bar out on the south side of Louisville, and uh, he was at the sporting goods store next door, which we shared a parking lot, and uh, his car wouldn't start, or he had a flat tire. I can't remember what it was, 
and he came in. I happened to be behind the bar at that time, and you know, he had had a. If you knew what he looked like, he was a very unmistakable looking Absolutely. guy. And so as soon as he walked in, nobody else had any clue. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Felton Spencer. And he <laughs> sat down at the bar, and I think he asked to borrow our phone or something. Uh, and we just sat there and had a brief, you know, 15-minute conversation. I asked him a few questions, and uh, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. And uh, Very personable. Yeah. I think that was like, the consensus yeah. about him. Like, like if how you are met you him, doing? What do you do? Yes. You know what I Very mean? Very curious. Like, he was inquisitive himself. It yes. Was, yes. And some of our listeners mm-hmm. actually – texted me and wanted wanted to make sure that we uh blocker one of our big uh, listeners uh had some classes with him and said he was such a great guy and, and i already knew that and that tells a lot right there when you have listeners calling go hey make sure you don't forget to say something about felton spencer that tells a whole lot right there man you know absolutely especially for a guy that i mean he was good at uofl i think he was all conference mm-hmm. a year or two but we're not talking about a legend, a legendary, you know, scorer or anything like that. Uh, just a, but one of the more popular Cardinals of all times. I, I did say. see a stat, I think, on one of the local channels, and we can look at this later on. But I'm kid you not, I think he still holds the NCAA record for field goal percentage. He certainly, okay. He certainly still Man. has it at U of L, right? Sure. At U of L. I'm sorry, at U of L. Yes, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you think you about know? the players that have come through there since him, it's uh, right. Yeah, but so. what a guy! What a great smile! It's a tough just, loss. Uh, yeah, just just a, a a all around a gentle giant, if you will. Right. So, uh, from all of us here at the Blockout Sports Pod. Uh, R.I.P. Felton, you will be sorely missed in the community, and uh, I'm glad we got to talk about that, guys. Um, there's obviously no easy way to segue off of that, so we'll just jump right back in um, to the topic that everyone is talking about, and that is this year's edition of the NCAA Tournament uh, of Local Interest. Um, Northern Kentucky is in playing Houston. Uh, Indiana got the four seed. It's Darren Horn's guys up there. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Which there's a lot of rumors out there that uh, he might be heading back to Western after this. Is that right? That's well, He certainly was successful there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be a good hire for them. Bring him back. Yeah. Indiana is the four seed in the Midwest. Uh playing at 10 o'clock or 10 or later on Friday night. Patty's day. Um, and Kentucky plays at, I believe, 7 o'clock on Friday night against yeah. Providence, which, uh, and uh, I should mention, Indiana plays Kent State. I do not want to discount Kent State. They are a very good basketball yeah, team. Yeah, they are. Uh, coached by a former Indiana assistant who was there under Kelvin Sampson. So any one of my Indiana listeners, if you weren't aware of that, another reason maybe to uh, root against Kent State, as Rob Senderoff was the first coach that was fired during the Kelvin Sampson experiment in Indiana. Now, explain something to me. 
Indiana and Kent State are playing in the Columbus region, correct? Or the, their first game is going to be in Columbus, not the Columbus region. No, their first game is in Albany, New York. Albany, New York. Okay, so that's it. That's the same thing. Um, so why are they having a nine fifty five start time? I feel like those should be for the teams playing on the western side. I I, I don't understand that. I how they come up with their television matchups, whatever matrix they use, I have no idea. How do you prepare for that as a player when you're just sitting around all day, like, waiting? It's not like Kent State's a West Coast team. No. Like, so, I I don't know. That makes I, – I, I, don't, I don't get it. I but. believe um, Miami of Florida and Drake is the uh, are the other two teams that are playing on IU's side there. So – yeah, you've got uh, four teams that aren't used to the 10 o'clock start Yeah, time. I mean. <laughs> hey, I had a question, uh, Travis, for you. Were you a little surprised that Indiana got the four seed? I wanted to get your opinion. I thought that was. I uh, think that's a good spot for I know, them. but I thought it was maybe a hair bit higher. I thought Indiana, when they won uh, their first Big Ten tournament game. I thought they were locked into a four. Yeah, okay. I agree with that. Um, I didn't know where. Selfishly, I was hoping that they would be in the South. Um, but they gave that spot to Virginia. Right. I think. And so they Indiana did. gets uh, the re- their region, theoretically, uh, where they to win their first two games is Kansas City. Yeah, and then and then you, Tennessee somehow got a four seed, which is a little shocking to me. I, there's <laughs> a lot of this SEC seeding that I, I can't wrap my head around. I'm sure we'll get to that, but the Texas A&M seven seed really. Yeah, I got some seeds that I wrote down that I thought were were kind of interesting around the globe. Right off the top, uh, I wanted to go to you guys and just get a quick uh, thought on what you guys think is the easiest region and the most difficult region. I have a feeling we might all agree on this. I, think- I don't know what you guys are going to pick. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt and I did discuss what, what we both think is, and I think everybody probably thinks, is the most difficult region. But I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on what the easiest region was and the, your most difficult. Yeah, I think this is historically easy in the East. I um, think the East is by far the uh, like, easiest. I, I'm not sure I've seen a bracket like this. I mean, you're going to get – Purdue would be the one seed that I would want to play if I was in that bracket. Right. Marquette would be the two seed that For I would sure. want. Uh, Kansas State would definitely be the three seed. Exactly. And Tennessee has no business even being a four seed. Right. So <laughs> – and. <laughs> And then you go right on the opposite side of that. The toughest bracket, which I could say looks like an historically tough bracket to me, is uh, the West. The West. I mean, sure. So we all have the same. Yeah, I think that's a consensus across America for anybody that watches college basketball. Yeah, you're talking about uh, like, for instance, Purdue one, Marquette two, Duke a five in the East, and then you got Kansas a one. UCLA a two. I'd much rather play Marquette than UCLA. Uh, then in the West, you have, you know, that tough Arkansas. Kansas has a tough game. And I'm not saying Arkansas is going to beat Illinois, but that's a tough second-round game for Kansas. And That's what I was saying earlier. Like, somebody UConn, was going to get screwed there. 
because you couldn't put Arkansas higher than an eight or a nine. Before the season started, I could have I could have told you that uh, Arkansas and Illinois were going to be a region was going to be a regional final, and that would not have been, you know, somebody talking out a turn. Not a bit. Right, right. Arkansas has lost their last four of six. Mm-hmm. Illinois has lost their last four of six. But they're stacked with oh. NBA level talent. And they've this been is, to the Elite is, Eight. Yeah, this is not last your typical. Years. This is not a typical 8-9 game in terms of talent. And don't just look past Howard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, Sandy, like in the East, San Diego State, a five. I mean, bring it on. You yeah, know, like, you that could, doesn't scare me at all. If you just go from one side over to the other side, compare yeah, the seeds, the right. one seed, Let, Purdue and Kansas, let's co- the two. Right. You know. Let's compare the fives. Yeah. St. Mary and San Diego, and in the in the West, Miami. Or, and I'm sorry, yeah, well, uh, Miami's over there. I mean, dude, that that's tough. Miami's in the Midwest. I'm sorry, yeah. not Miami. Uh, well, wait a minute. I have my five. No, it's St. Mary's is the five right, seed. Right, St. Mary's. And right. I would take Duke over St. Mary's. I believe just because Duke has been so hot lately. Uh, that actually, may be the only team that's, that's better that's, on on the seed line or it. on paper. And you got to get to the five seed to get there. And and, and why are the sevens always USC medi- is a medi- tricky team? Why are the sevens always mediocre? Texas A and M, Northwestern, Michigan State, and Missouri. Now I'm not saying those are bad teams, but they're none of them impress me at all for a seven. That's just my opinion. No, I, I'm but, with you there. dude, like, um, you know, I thought they got the three seeds are all fairly tough. K-State, Baylor, Xavier, Gonzaga. You know, the, I think those are tough for threes. The ones and twos are pretty much all it, Well, you've got a 7-10 game in the Midwest with Texas A&M and Penn State that I think could be one of the more fun first-round games that we have. No, uh, for sure. That you got two teams that are both playing really hot, and Texas A and M coming in with a chip on their shoulder, man. How do you finish? How do you finish second in the SEC? You finish over seven hundred winning percentage in the SEC, and you get stuck at a, at a seven seed. When you're looking over across, at Kentucky's got a better seed than you in right. a better bracket, right? Like. I mean, it just goes to show you, say you're doing the East and you're trying to pick a Final Four team. I had trouble finding uh, Purdue. Uh, hell, I got Kentucky in the Elite Eight. And I know y'all might think I'm crazy, but no, it, it's a revenge bracket for them on a lot of teams that have beaten them in the past. Recently, K-State, USC, Michigan State, Marquette. Um, and none of those teams, like you said, are really knocking your socks off. Uh, Purdue, I mean, Tennessee's not playing well. Memphis is okay. Oral Roberts and Duke are tough, but I can't put Duke in the Final Four. I, I don't, I mean, yeah, they're playing okay, but I. I when you look at this, it, like, who do you feel comfortable about putting in the Final Four anywhere on there other than Purdue? I know. And I'm not putting them in the Final Four. I don't even see Marquette excited about putting I'm, them, and I know they're I'm going to put team. Marquette in the Final Four in that one, but I could easily, I don't know. But I mean, you look at the West, and you're like, Kansas, UConn, UCLA, Gonzaga. I mean. Well, think about this. 
in the West, the three, four, and five seed, Gonzaga, UConn, and St. Mary's, are all in the Ken Palm top 11. The three, four, and five seeds in the same region are all in the top 11. Um, UConn. That's a good stat, man. UConn is in the top 20 Mm -hmm. in both offense and defense, which is one of those things they say, you know, traditionally Final Four teams, national championship teams have that going for them. Um, When you look at this, you're like, so 12 out of the past 13 seasons, a seven seed or higher has made the Final Four. Think about that. The one year they did was 2013. Right. Um, who do you see if if that trend continues? What seven or higher do you see getting in there? You can't like Duke's a five; they don't fall in that category. Um, I feel like it would come from that bracket. I mean, I have Gonzaga USC in there. at a ten. Oh, uh, you you're talking about? I got you seven uh, or higher, dude. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I'm I'm just not sure. My uh, I I I know who mine is. Mine's going to be Arkansas. I think they're the well, team. Of course, that yeah. They're at the eight seed. They're the team that's talented enough to make a Final Four run if they get their heads out of their asses. I mean, look, if you want to pick a little division that's the easiest, in my opinion, how about Alabama, which they are the overall number one, but I mean, man. I mean, they're they Maryland, West Virginia, College of Charleston, San Diego State, Virginia. See, I, I think I, Maryland I, and I West Virginia are tougher than what what people are getting credit for. I get, it, but That's... I don't see any way Bama can't get to the Elite Eight. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Whereas Arizona has to deal with a tough Creighton team, uh, Baylor, who you know, I mean, uh, Utah State's a good team. Uh, I, I think that Arizona has a tougher little area down there. Obviously, they're a two, so they should. But um, well, getting back to the East, I'm uh, whoever wins the Memphis Florida Atlantic game, I have going to the Elite Eight. Okay. Whoever whoever okay. wins that game, I have them going to the Elite. You eight. haven't beaten Purdue. I do. Okay. See, I have the, the the at the bottom where I have Kentucky. Going through, you know, I have Kentucky beating K State and Marquette, and and for all the people out there that think Providence is uh, that that I mean UK may be tight, but let's be real here. Providence has lost their last four of six. They Eight of thirteen, isn't it? They don't have a big man really that can handle Oscar, in my opinion, and their coach is going to Georgetown. Now, Patino may be going to St. John's. Maybe, well, maybe, 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 but it's a, it, it, it looks like a, a set. But you got Patino going uh, maybe to St. John's, but I don't think Iona's thinking of it the same way that Providence could be. I think they're like, let's make a run with our coach. We knew he was leaving anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And now you've got this kid that this big situation with UK where, oh, we're going against the guy that left us. Well, guess what? Your coach might be leaving you too. So, so I ain't worried about What that. you're saying about the big men, do you think – let's go back to Purdue and FAU. If FAU was to beat Memphis, do you think FAU could handle Edie down low and have anybody that could go against them like that? I think they will make everybody else on the team beat them. I got you. I think <clears> – <throat> And I'm 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 biased, mm-hmm. uh, and I really shouldn't say this. I know they're a well coached team, FAU, and, and that's what I think. They'll they'll have a game plan. And now, I, 
if Purdue hits <clears throat> from the outside as they are capable of doing, you really have to pick your poison. You have to collapse on him and force their guards to beat you. Um, my thought is that Florida Atlantic would have a chance to do that. Uh, and my other thought is screw Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, hey, hey, I looked through some history of my formula, which we'll get to in a minute. I'll do a little two-minute thing on that. But, hey, Purdue, Matt, uh, Matt Painter gets Purdue through games in the NCAA tournament. I don't care who they have. They've been through the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight just last year, or the Sweet 16 last year. Um, you know, I mean, he can coach – in the NCAA tournament, get his team through some of those and games. Don't get me wrong. I actually love Matt Painter as a coach. I I really do. As much uh, as much shade as I may throw at them for being an, an IU guy, uh, I don't really – I mean, I've, I'll actually one of those guys that will kind of root for Purdue. And, I, and I'm not a Big Ten conference – like, I don't cheer for teams just because they're from the Big Ten. But I see a license plate hanging on your wall that says I, otherwise. I, I, I did not. <laughs> uh, you're going to ask my friend Ben Slota about okay. that. Uh, we can get into that another time. But uh, I am not a traditional Purdue hater. I'm not. Uh, but selfishly, I would love Dusty May to knock their ass out of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I do think we need to say that the Midwest is also fairly tough. Um I mean, look at some of the teams here in the Midwest. I mean, so, I mean, the Iowa-Auburn game, okay. But, man, Miami, Drake is a is a hot team. I don't want to gloss past the Iowa-Auburn game. I think that one's actually – some these eight, nine games are fun, man. No, I'm with this you. Is, uh, I, I'm just saying overall we haven't yeah. even said Texas, uh, Xavier down there. Um, like you said, A&M and Penn State. Um, I see three teams coming out of the of that region: Houston, Miami, or Texas. Uh, I think IU can give uh can if they can get past Kent State and Miami can get past Drake. What a game that would be! Miami and Indiana would be a cool game. Guards against Jackson Davis. I think a, my big question mark in the, this Midwest bracket is is Houston with Sasser. How is the groin? What's going on with the groin? Is he going to play these first two rounds? Uh, they may not need him in the first two and let him get fully healthy. It's a big question mark. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so if that's the case, and and he's looking at, you know, they're looking at an Indiana slash Miami matchup to start the Sweet Sixteen. You're going to need him back for either one of those teams, right? So that's Miami's a team that, man, I think they could easily come out of this bracket, but. They're going to have to make some stops on the defensive end when it comes down to it. Right. I agree. And Indiana is the key to their – I mean, you know what you're going to get with Trace Jackson Davis. Absolutely. Uh, Jalen Huchifino has to play well. He has – we've seen uh, over the course of the season, he has the potential against very good teams to be very, very good. He also has had games where he – didn't impact the game in any meaningful way whatsoever, and those were the games that Indiana struggled in. Uh, and that's the awesome thing about this tournament is 
guys will pop up. The last person that you would expect to, to do something may go on a streak and play three just amazing games out of his mind. They can absolutely just carry a team that you wouldn't expect it. And Indiana's got some guys that can do that. Well, I'll tell you, I, this would be an entirely different conversation if uh, Xavier Johnson hadn't gotten hurt for Indiana. Oh, yeah. Right. That, that, that just changed the – not that they can't make a run in this tournament, but I would feel much better – uh, had he been healthy all season, I think Indiana probably would have been in a different position on the seed line. But, you know, the season happened the way it happens. Um, that is a – I think the Midwest might be the most entertaining Oh, I agree. Bracket um, from I mean, a first-round perspective. I mean, you like Auburn and Iowa. Auburn's won their last three of seven and Iowa – And aren't they playing five. in Birmingham? Yes. Well, they, I mean, uh, that's, that's a home true. game. And Iowa's won their last five out of t- – I mean, Iowa is five and five in their last ten. So, the, here again, these are two teams that aren't playing that great. I don't trust Iowa, and especially I don't trust Iowa in front of a hostile crowd, of which I assume it'll be a relatively hostile crowd. And I think that sets up an interesting potential second-round game between Auburn and Houston in a – Pro Auburn environment. That's true. I just think Houston's too good. Well, we'll see. Barbecue I mean, Houston, Bruce may Houston have something cooked the, up. I, without with or without Sasser, they are, have the best. Uh, if you combine defensive uh, percentages and offensive percentages, they are the best team in the in the in the whole thing. Now uh, let's get into uh, the bracket or the region of local interest. In the South, uh, Freddie briefly had already touched on uh, Alabama. Uh, what games stick out to you uh, in the first or second round, potentially, that could be of uh, of interest, you know, from a national standpoint? Are there any? Uh, I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, but the fine. one that stands out to me immediately is Furman and Virginia. I think Furman, that's upset alert for me. I, I think they could easily beat Virginia. Mm-hmm. Furman. Any team that, that that struggles to score like Virginia does at times, I really think that – and Furman, now I'd be lying if I said I know the ins and outs of Furman's roster, but my understanding and just what the numbers say, they like to shoot the ball. And if you are shooting over that pack line defense that Virginia comes at and you make them separate out a little bit, then they struggle. So, right. uh, Furman may be a, a just a terrible matchup for Virginia. I see a game that seems to be very important, in my opinion, and that is San Diego State and College of Charleston um, because someone's dying to get one of them teams to do something in those games, and they're two teams that, you know, College of Charleston's thirty-one and three. They've been in the top twenty-five for a while. San Diego State is a five seed, and they have been before, recently, and not done well. And uh, you know, I, I think I really think if one of those two teams can get hot, then Virginia can go down, and then them against an Alabama team. Um, I don't know that that I, I feel like Creighton has NC State wrapped up. I think Baylor. Has that game wrapped up? I'm not. I don't think Missouri's playing that great. Uh, I, I know Utah State is a quality team. Um, 
Missouri is know. just the inconsistency. Like most of these teams in this tournament, but I've seen Missouri play Boy, just amazing. When I watched them and a the, couple the of t- times tournament? this year, I thought, man, these guys are going to be a matchup nightmare. They the force NCAA you to tournament. play their style yes. too. They're like, we're not adapting to you. You have to adapt to us, and that's I like that. So well, I also know that that they've played terrible. Mm-hmm. In stretches, but when they are hitting on all cylinders and they're able to, as uh, Tuna just said, when they're able to dictate the the style of the game, they are very difficult to play against. And they they're a fun team to watch from a certain extent because they're very loose and mm-hmm. kind of a freewheeling style of basketball. Uh, defensively, they struggle at times, but. Uh, they love to push tempo, and the games aren't boring. No, I'll say that for sure. That that'll be that's going to be a fun game to watch. That's a uh, one forty tip, an, er, so that's an, an early, early game. possible second round matchup between Creighton and Baylor could be fun. I definitely think if Baylor and Arizona move forward, that would be a great matchup. I, oh and, man, and a, a Baylor Creighton second round and, game that would be a lot of let fun. Me, yeah, I'd, I'd love let me to see tell that. you something. The game that I really would love to see Alabama and Arizona. Man, would that be a mammoth game? Yep. If, well, if, the, if they make it that far, we might be able to see that happen in person. I know, I know, in in Louisville, mm-hmm. Kentucky at Yum Center. Yeah, that would be. Uh... God, I mean, can you? I mean, I will fight to get into that arena for that game. <laughs> just, I'm not kidding. Just throw some Bill's cheese at the guards, and we'll just sneak right in. There you go. Mm-hmm. Or we could do our show out front and then just hustle our way in. Well, they say if you just get a <laughs> laptop bag and you just start walking like you know where you're going, that you can get in wherever the hell you want. Nobody <laughs> will even stop you. Speaking of Bill's cheese, uh, if you're having people over this uh, this weekend for – an NCAA tournament watch party, or you've been invited somewhere, uh, why don't you go to a local Louisville establishment like Frank's, like Paul's Fruit Market, like uh, Liquor World, or is it Liquor World? Uh, I think they're in Paul's Fruit Market, all the liquor barns. Liquor uh, barn. Uh, Evergreen stores, uh, Prospect Park. Or, yeah, that's now Evergreen. They're uh, Value Markets, yeah, uh, Party Mart. We just picked up a uh, a uh, container of original and Gouda this week. They were most outstanding as awful. So if you have a chance, if you're going out to a uh, to a as watch always. party, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I think you said oh, as awful. As always is what I meant. To <laughs> he say. did say awful. I was like, I'm just making sure. Like as always, I just thought it was some like witty saying that I'd never heard word. before. <laughs> No, as always, they were – what I was trying to say is, uh, as always, they were wonderful. And I believe I got a little tongue-tied there. But they are excellent. So if you uh, are going to a watch party, you're having people over to your house, why not go out and uh, pick up a couple of containers of Bill's Famous Cheese Spreads, a great uh, choice for any occasion. Uh, you will love it. Um have we hit all the regions? No. Um, Where are we going? Did we cover the West? We did not. We did not talk. Well, somewhat. We did a little bit. We, uh, we need to get a little bit more yeah. into it because I have a couple of things that, that I do want to discuss uh, team by team. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to ask the same question. Tuna, what are your uh, 
what games are you looking forward to in the first round and potentially second round matchups? Obviously, the one that we touched on earlier, Arkansas Illinois. I think that that's oh, my favorite game Can't of wait. the first round, and then a game that me personally, I'm just dying to see is Rick Patino. Oh yeah. Going against UConn, Danny Hurley. Uh, I, there's just yeah, you got Rick Pitino and Danny Hurley in Albany, New York. I believe is where that game's being played at. Um, so uh, that I don't know. I'm dude. with you. That's it, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. How about the game tonight? Can we hit that because that is part of this bracket? It is. And it the, is the, the first winner game. gets what TCU, dude. Right. Bob Bobby Hurley mm-hmm. versus Steve Alford. Yes. Come on, yes. guys. This yeah. game tonight is going to be legit. I hope I mean, so. I mean, really. Because I hope it lives up to the hype. I, Alford, Alford is a uh, is a, a very successful coach. I saw today he's only one of I think four coaches to ever take five teams to the NCAA tournament. Steve Alford, and he has moved past the first round with with you know. But this particular team, this particular. Nevada team, I've watched them play probably more than anyone that's listening to this has. Um, they, You want to talk about inconsistent. Boy, I've seen them play so well. Matter of fact, I watched them play in a game where uh, a kid for Nevada scored 26 points in the first, I think it was, eight minutes of the game. And they were up by like twenty five on the road, and they lost. <laughs> um, I've also seen them go into New Mexico when New Mexico was playing really good basketball and really gut out a win down the stretch. I have no idea what team is going to show up tonight. I really hope it's the good Nevada, uh, but I don't have them advancing past. Well, I think Arizona State tonight. could be called inconsistent like crazy too, didn't they? Uh, they beat totally. Arizona on that buzzer beater. Neither one and, of them uh, teams will beat. Then TCU. they well, didn't they turn around and get smacked by Oregon State by like eighteen? Yeah, I don't, I don't so, see them beating TCU either one of them. Yeah, it's uh, but that doesn't take away from the fact no. that no. that tonight should we'll be, be a lot fun. of fun. I, I see, do. What about the VCU? Uh, you don't see an upset there. Uh, Virginia Commonwealth versus St. Mary's. Uh, I maybe. see that as a possible upset. Man, I honestly don't know enough about either of these teams to call that an upset or not. Um, so that's a game that, that there's two games in this region on first round that I guarantee I will not be watching. That being one of them, and Northwestern Boise State. Neither one of those games will be turned on my television. <laughs> okay, so, right. I know um, UNC Asheville has a uh, has a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, a nine-game winning streak going on, um, and a great. Uh, they've won like ten of their last eleven or something. And they have a great uh, duo, two guys that that kind of stir the drink for them. Uh, Dude, they're eighteen and one in their last nineteen games, folks. Yeah. Going against UCLA, who has a lot of pressure on And Mick Cronin is fired up. I don't know if y'all seen him the other night, but he ran out of the press conference. I guess uh, he was ready to fight somebody. Somebody was uh, giving his dad a little flack, which uh, you probably follow uh, Mick Cronin's brother, don't you, on Twitter? He's known as like the fat, bald racing guy. Like he's a big horse handicap. A lot of horse people. Yes. Yeah. 
There is also a uh, a guy that I know fairly well that comes to uh, our Indiana football tailgates from time to time that's on Cronin's staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Coach Wolf. Uh, so I always have a, uh, you know, he's been with him at Cincinnati for years and uh, followed him out to Inglewood. So uh, I do kind of have a soft spot for UCLA, and I hope that if Indiana doesn't win it, then uh, they may be my de facto team that I'm rooting for. And as you move forward through this, of course, you've got possible Kansas-Arkansas matchup, second round that'll be phenomenal. Uh, And then eventually a Gonzaga-UCLA rematch of, what is that, the final game or the final four? Well, uh, the most famous game between those two teams that I can remember, wasn't that when... uh, It wasn't long ago. Wasn't that when... um, Adam Morrison cried. Yes. Wasn't oh, that against UCLA? Well, yeah, but they played since then. This team of UCLA has lost to Gonzaga. Oh yeah, that was just yeah, that was just just, a, that, just, just a couple uh, years right, ago. Right. So. Isn't it weird that they put St. Mary's and Gonzaga in the same bracket? It is a little weird, like, especially as a three and a five. I mean, I guess they just wanted to keep them out west. I don't know. Um, but, well, it must uh, be nice for them. Yeah. Why? Why do they get catered to? Gonzaga is my choice to come out of there. That's the that's my upset team, which is only a three seed, but that is my lowest seed I have coming out in my Final Four. Interesting. You have them over Kansas. I do. Hmm. Well, we will we'll see if those matchups even come to fruition. And, I, and, I, and Travis, I say that because I think Kansas has harder matchups. I think UCLA is the only matchup that Gonzaga has to get there, and Kansas has to get through possibly Arkansas, possibly UConn. I think they have a tougher road. That's how I work my final. That's how I work my brackets. Arkansas is going to create just a matchup nightmare for Kansas. Their biggest issue is depth. But Kansas is so hot. They really are. They're playing great. They are scary coming in off of a 20-point loss. A team that gets embarrassed like that in a Big 12 championship game, you do not want to be the first two or three teams to face them in the tournament. No, exactly. Um, And not to mention, we haven't even mentioned the fact that Kansas, uh, I assume Bill Self will be back on the sidelines. He's okay. Minor heart procedure. Um, He'll be back. But real quick, talking on, on Kansas, I, I'm sure you guys have heard about it, but I feel like they got screwed worse than anybody in this bracket. Pool. I agree totally. Um, they should and be they playing in Kansas City. Could have been the possible overall number one. Yeah. So, in my and, opinion, and they, they were get shipped out. I there. mean, they won. How did they not get the overall number one? I thought the Big Twelve was tougher than the SEC. I guess the fact that uh, they lost their conference tournament, which it's that simple. That's was, what it was, was and. It's funny because the results of most of the other conference tournaments didn't seem to mean anything. So if they would have, if the Big Twelve played their conference championship game on Sunday as opposed to Saturday, they would be the number one overall seed. Right. That's see, that's, that's, that's the inconsistencies that I don't like. You, you know, that brings me up to home, uh, to uh, br- uh, uh, Drew. Boy, I, I get all the whole family mixed up, but Scott Drew. Scott Drew. I think he tells his team in the Big Twelve tournament. Shoot some threes, work on your uh, backdoor cuts, and let's lose this game. Yeah. 
I mean, seriously, dude, yeah. they have lost seven of their last eight in tournaments. I brought that stat up last week. Mm-hmm. They lose stat. immediately, and you know what? They've been to the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and won it all. I mean, <laughs> maybe he just has a, a formula that he likes to do, and he don't want them to get tired. I don't know what it is. Which, uh, speaking of but, Scott Drew, his brother is coaching in this NCAA tournament. Oh, okay. You know? Bryce? Yep. Where's he, he at now? Grand Canyon. Oh, oh, cool. He's out there with the Irish Hulk. <laughs> yeah, Aiden yes. Gahan. That's yeah, right. What's the Grand Canyon? What's their uh, mascot? I, like, I wanna, it's a big I hole in the ground. For the Grand, Grand Canyon Evil holes. Evil <laughs> I want to pull for Grand Canyon, dude. That's like got to be a cool It's like a massive online college. Like They have like some apparently <laughs> the nicest facilities that you could have. Oh, okay. like. I remember watching a game because uh, Dan Marley was was their head coach. Thunder Dan, for yes, a while. he was. Yeah. And uh, they when were, they played Louisville at Louisville out of he was Central the head coach. Michigan, Louisville played them down there yeah. one time, and the environment there was insane. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a little interesting and tidbit. We do have brothers coaching I, in the I, same I, tournament. I wanted to throw a stat for Matt. Tuna here is going to like this stat. I didn't get a chance. Can't wait to hear. I missed it when we were talking about that region. But Furman, 60% shooting percentage leads the nation. There you go. Okay, hold on. There's more. Hold on. There's more. 17 assists per game, eighth in the nation. Now, those are two great stats for a Furman team against a weird playing Virginia team. Well, it's either And that's what I'm saying. Like that pack line, like all right, with the with the growth of three-point shooting, the pack line defense is going to start to disappear slowly. I think it's it's starting to see its last few days. But um I I this is a matchup nightmare for Virginia. Like I said, this is an upset special for me. I haven't looked at the spread on it. May even take Furman money line. That game, oh, that's tomorrow at twelve forty. Got to bet tonight. There you go. So, have we hit them all? That is, uh, that is, yeah, something yep. I'd like to do before we move on. And, sure. And I, and I also have my. I want to do my little. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two minute. No, go ahead. Okay. I I want to get everybody's final fours before oh, this weekend's sure. over with. Oh, I think we do it right now. Okay. Here in a minute. Want to do that? Yeah. Can sure. I do my two cents here before we do our final fours? I wanted to tell y'all, I told Matt I was going to uh, talk about this for two minutes. Here we go. Drink. <laughs> All right, here we go. I've told y'all about my formula. Teams that have played last year, how far did they go? Did yes. they lose anyone? Maybe a player or two, but for the most part, their team is back. Their coach has experience. Their coach has done it. He's gotten them there. Players still remain. I went through the Sweet 16 of last year's Sweet 16. And I'm not going to bring up the team that beat Kentucky because they don't matter. They're not in this tournament. But the teams that are in, that made the Sweet 16, see if this rings a bell when you're looking at your brackets. Gonzaga, Kansas, Arizona, Duke, UCLA, Purdue, Houston, Arkansas, Miami, Iowa State, Providence. Iowa State folks made it to the Elite Eight. And they have everyone but one player on their team. And their record is not good. But I'm telling you, keep an eye out. That coach knows what he's doing. 
Uh, I'm telling you. I, I got to admit this. When a, a mean, few a few weeks ago, when you brought this up, I think my exact uh, quote was, "I don't care what they did last year." Listen to you talk about it now and how it's broke down and seeing seeing how everything's played out. I give you a lot of credit on that because that that's it's really held true and and done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's I'm different. It's like Miami one. was a ten seed last year; they're a five now. Mm-hmm. Iowa State was an eleven; they're and a six. The Providence. big thing I take from that is coaching experience, right? And, and that's and I really yeah. think that. And some of those players are there. Mo, I mean, a lot of them are still there. You know what I mean? Because we've I seen like coaching in the tournament is a different ball game. With some coaches, they just cannot do it, and some coaches are great at it. And I don't know. If it's what it is they do to their teams, what they say to their teams, how they prepare differently. Well, that made me pick Iowa State. Yeah. I'm going with them. I like I that. Mean, and I almost wanted to take Pitt because yeah. uh, uh, because your boy Jughead plays for them. <laughs> and, and, and Frederico, Frederico. I love Jughead. But, but anyways, go ahead now with the – I just wanted to throw that in there that it's very interesting that a lot of them teams are the top seeds now. Around the uh, the bracket. All right, so we this is kind of uh, coming uh, on the spur of the moment here. We were gonna wait until then. We will do obviously. Oh, a, did I a, jump the gun on this? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. Okay, I love it. We're we're going to do a uh, projected final four before the first game is played. Yes, and then we'll come back once we know what the regional matchups are. And we'll adjust accordingly. That way I can admit for every game I got wrong. Because I guarantee none of mine are going to be in the Final Four, actually. Tuna, it was your idea. You're up first. Give us your Final Four starting in the South region. Oh, hold on. All right. South region. I am going with Arizona. East. East. I'm going with Marquette. (laughs) Two seeds across the board. Midwest. The Midwest, I am going with Arkansas. Wow. And the West. Pick the two. West, I am going with... Uh, the West, I'm taking Arkansas. The, Midwe- or the Midwest, I'm taking Texas. Okay. So three two seeds and an eight seed. Okay, keep going. I want, are, are, That's are, are, Final are Four. Are you just That's doing your Final Four? Final Four. Yeah, We're just yeah, doing yeah, early Final, final four. four. Freddie. My final four is in the south we're starting. Yes. Arizona. East. Purdue. Midwest. Houston. West. Gonzaga. <clears throat> Love it. Um, on the left side of the bracket in the south and the east, I am exactly like Tuna. I have Arizona and Marquette. Great minds take alike. In the Midwest, Indiana. Whoa, Jackson Davis. You can't pick against forty. Them. I mean, honestly, you I can't. Had Purdue beating Kentucky. And in the West, I have UCLA. Good pick. Okay, I love. Yeah. So nobody has Bama or Kansas. No, and that's. The funny thing is that next week we'll be sitting down here talking about, can you believe, or in two weeks, 
None of us had Bama or Kansas <laughs> yeah. in the Final Four. <laughs> They've run roughshod yeah. through the entire tournament. Yeah, they just and cleaned house to get right <laughs> to the Final. We haven't really talked about Texas. That's a team that I've only seen play once, and I know they're good. Their coach oh. is the intern. Ah, dude, they're having so much fun with this coach. And they love this guy, dude. They I play know. for him. Like I'm, I'm, I feel like Texas needs to offer this guy a contract, not a long term contract, maybe just a two year deal. If he'll surely take they it. will. I mean, I, they you never have know to. with Texas. God knows. What they're going to do. Well, I'm testing him because they're just dumb enough to bring Shaka Smart back. Because to Texas. with my formula, he would Texas not take no, that he job. Would not, Has not. not done well in the tournament. And with my formula, he's got to prove it to me. Mm. This may be the Freddie formula buster. Maybe it is. <laughs> Hook them horns. Oh, I love it. And so we're not going to say who we have winning at all. No. Or, okay. I No, no. The, the final four is fine. Uh, what about my other three brackets? Oh, my bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, quickly, before we move on from college basketball, the uh, the uh, All-American teams came out in the last couple of days. Uh, Fred, I know uh, you have the list. Uh, if you'd run down the list, I we had talked before we started recording that uh, – we all felt pretty comfortable with uh, what the consensus was. Uh, so, Fred, if you'd just uh, go ahead and run down the uh, first, second, and third team All-Americans. Yeah, I, as a kid, I've loved keeping up with this uh, football, bas- uh, college football, college basketball, just to see who the best of the best is. Um, and I think they did a pretty good job that AP usually does. Uh, you have first team center Zach Edie, Purdue, Junior, Jalen Wilson, Junior, Kansas, Jackson Davis, Senior, IU, Marcus Sasser, Senior, Houston, Brandon Miller, forward, freshman. That's first team. I think it's pretty damn good first team. Uh, the only uh, okay, we'll just go second. Uh, senior Drew Timmy Gonzaga, senior Jamie Josquez. Uh, I don't know, Jaime Hawkins. Jaime Hawkins. Thank you, Travis. And you know what? That's my player of the year. I don't give a <laughs> shit what anyone says. I mean, all last year he but, called uh, Paolo Bancaro Pablo Ranchero. <laughs> I, it's Skeet, Skeet Ulrich, is who it is. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, Azula Tubulis. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, Arizona, junior. Jalen Pickett, senior from Penn State. Wow. Uh, and then Oscar Tashibway, Kentucky. He got dropped from the preseason to second team. Uh, we have third team, Marcus Knoll. We have uh, uh, Marcus Knoll from Kansas State. We have Tyler Kolak from Travis. I honestly don't know. TCU. Oh, that's right. I just wanted to throw that out. No, nope, that's right. Uh, Armandis, a match favorite player. Armandis, don't call me pretty, backhawk. And uh, that's <laughs> from like North Carolina. <laughs> and uh, anyone that doesn't make the tournament shouldn't make the top three teams, in my opinion. Uh, and then you have, how do you, 
Johnson from Kansas State as well. Two teams on the th- two players on the third team. What's his first name? I just put K. And uh, Chris Murray from Iowa made the third team. You know, I I did not know that. Yes, Chris so, Murray. I, I you know I think it's a great. I I think they're great teams. I think the first team was 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 great. I think the second team is great. You know, I do think once you it, get down to the third team, you're in matter. yeah, you're in a position where but there's I mean, probably 15 guys that could all. But buddy, I watched that uh, Arizona UCLA final uh, Saturday night, Pac-12. What a game, man! Those two teams. I mean that that Hami Hami Haquez. <laughs> you want to talk about the craftiest player in the league that does so much deflections. Little steals and things that make his team so much better. Uh, the hustle and, and, and his little slick things that he does. He is a great player. Uses the glass. I mean, he, he is my first team. He is my player of the year. Yeah, well, I mean, I you really can't argue with that. I'm going to go with uh, Zach Eady from Purdue against my better judgment. Um, mainly because I am, I, I'm kind of going with who I think is going to be named the National Player of the Year. I'm pretty sure it's going to be him. I think because I don't want to be such a homer and say it's Trace Jackson Davis. I think it's going to be Sasser. <laughs> I think it's going to be Brandon Miller. Could be, but Sasser yeah. didn't play. He got hurt, so maybe he's out. Well. I think you could give it to any of those guys, mm-hmm. and you're not. I mean, yeah, it's not like there's a like last year. Everybody knew Oscar was getting. I was just going to say he was dominant. It's not like yeah. there's a singular guy that you go, oh, if he doesn't get it this year, the system's broken. Mm-hmm. You could really give it to any of those three or four guys. No doubt, no doubt. I think we need to go back and make a bet on Bama and Kansas since none of us picked them to win it all. <laughs> well, I'll I'm tell just you. Kidding. I have money on Kansas to win it if all. You, Future bets. If so you want to know, like. I'm covered. That West bracket, like, when you look at it, like, how it's tough. So, when you look why. at how tough it that's is. why. You can look at the betting odds to win that region. There's a. They're, they're so much tighter for, like, five teams. And then it drops off. So, like, Kansas is a plus 320 to go to the final four, which is kind of a great odds. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody else, no, look, here's yet. Houston plus 120 to go to the final four. Right, right. Uh, Alabama plus 150. But Bama having the best number two seed to get through, in my opinion. And, yes, UCLA is a great number two. But to get through Arizona, who's been our team all year, guys, we've been talking about them, mm-hmm. how good they are. No one gets to see them. They play at God dang 11 o'clock at night, and we all know who they have and how many weapons they have. They beat UCLA for the Pac-12 championship. I mean, I watched the game. It went down to the wire, and uh, I think that's why no one has Bama, because of the respect for Arizona. So there you have it, guys. March Madness, one shining moment. I just I want to say this. Well, I, I was looking at the odds real quick, and and the the discrepancy between the the you can definitely tell for Kentucky to go to the Final Four or to win their region is a plus eight hundred, 
as a six seed. No other six seed is even remotely close to that. Right. So they're even better. Like Kansas State is the three seed, and they're a plus fifteen hundred. So look at that for what it is. Yep. Okay. Did we even mention Oral Roberts at all? Because no. that game. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should finish with this because of our hatred for Duke or mine. What do you think? I mean, Duke is hot, and they always come in the tournament hot. I don't. Flapowski does not jack me up. That Duke, I know Here's they the have other Duke, all Americans that are coming together. I don't want to sit here. Like they're growing up. Like that's the, the problem. Like you had but Shire come in and coach a bunch there. of young kids at the start, and they're they're finally starting to get it. It's is Shire clicking. growing up. Maybe you know? it's a combination of the teams growing with the coach. Maybe, and it's. Right now, they look good. Travis, I wouldn't want to play them. Uh, Oral Roberts play this year? No. And you know they're you know they're what they did last year. Great popcorn. You know they went. <laughs> didn't they go to? They went to the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they went to the elite. Did they? No, they went to the Sweet Sixteen. This kid took them there. He scored all these points, and he is back. I hate Oral Roberts for. Non basketball reasons. Okay, well then that is the hate. <laughs> Gotta get to the bottom of this. Then that is the most hated game of the tournament. I think you're the folks. first person I've ever met that's actually had an opinion on Oral Roberts, and it's non basketball related. Well, that, that you know who Oral Roberts is? Is it a person? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's oh. the dude that makes pork popcorn. I don't know. No, I have no idea. No, that's Orville Redenbacher. Close. You can just Google it later. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get into it Probably sounds here. like a terrible person. <laughs> I don't want to so, get into so, it here. Well, at least we know our most hated game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Suck it, Oral Roberts. I love it. Travis was being mum on that. but He's probably a womanizer. My God. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's, all right. We got it. We're going to bounce forward real quick because we've talked enough about uh, our horrible gambling losses on this show. But uh, this week I would like to touch on some money that we made in the world of golf this week. Yeah, baby. Uh, money that you guys made. I didn't make that much. Travis probably made more than me. I had Scotty Scheffler to win. I had him to be top five. I had him to be top ten. Uh, the top ten didn't pay much, but the the win did me pretty good. Uh, me too. One of the – I mean – I don't want to get too far into the weeds on golf, but uh, I felt like that the course, the Not way like that he plays. Colin Morikawa did. He was the, can we yeah. give him a nickname right now? The Big Smooth. I mean, this is kid. He, he's not big, though. He's a big He's a pretty big dude. Is he? Yeah. He's bigger than a lot of those. I mean, he he towers over I mean, JT. Dude, he's so, bigger than Minsu Lee so, and JT. I don't I know mean, if I'd call I him like big. I like watching him eat a bagel sitting <laughs> over by his golf bag. I mean, he's just so laid back, and it's like no worry. Not that they all don't have a worry in the world, but he makes it look like, I mean, you've heard that in the documentary that, that uh, what's his name, who has an opinion on everybody uh, who's hurt right now, Said, how am I going to beat him? I can't beat him. Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. It's funny He's you brought like, him how up. Do I beat hold on. Him? You say Scheffler has this I don't care attitude. Nobody had more of a laid back I don't care attitude than Brooks Kepka when he went on his, his majors winning streak. 
And then when the yeah, thing happened, I think he had a chip on his shoulder well, the whole time. He, he, he just, just didn't see. It. He never showed it, and he just seemed like ah, just playing golf, guys, just playing golf. Well, I know he says that. But I think when once the chip got on his shoulder, it started going downhill. Yeah, well, either way, but you now that you know what he said and everything that he's been through. Mm-hmm. He's the opposite of, of Brooks Kepka simply never wanted to be a professional golfer. That's the difference. Kepka had had he doesn't even like the game of golf. Well, see, I he think that was a persona. Was. And now that he was like toward the end of his PGA career before he left, he wasn't able to compete with these guys and it was driving him nuts. Well, I just know that when he first broke into the tour, he said, well, you know, golf was like my sixth favorite yeah. sport. I played it because I figured I could make m- the most money. And, that I mean, that's what he did. Yeah, but I think that was just a lie. I was just trying to be, I'm too cool for school. Like, yeah, well, all these other guys out here working so hard. Well, I'm just not out here talk, swinging We don't club. spend that much time on a live golfer around here, these parts, <laughs> pal. So, no. So, the hell with him. And, uh, dude, seriously, though, Scheffler, I mean, cracks jokes with his caddy. so laid by. I mean, he's just got all cylinders pumping. His chipping around the greens is spectacular. And he has to be a uh, real consideration to uh, to uh, defend his Masters championship. Oh, for sure. For I sure. mean, I would assume I'll be that putting money on him. I would assume he's one of the uh, one of the top two or three betting favorites, having not looked at it. What the hell happened to Will Zalatoris in that tournament? I don't know. All I looked at was on Sunday. He was like plus nine. Yeah, he he was five over. I think on Sunday. Woo. Well, but (laughs) Zalatoris, like he was the guy that you and I we had both bet on like early futures to win the Masters. Well, I mean, I still and I still think he's got a shot, but he just collapsed. Like he barely made that cut out there. But you got Homa really playing well. Uh, Obviously, Rom had a stomach virus. Uh, (laughs) Diarrhea. Too much chicken, uh, fried chicken. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, it, uh, Scheffler's just, he's the top dog right now. There's nothing else to say. No, he is. He's- and and JT's not really playing that well. Uh, I You know, I'm, I'm a little worried about him right now. Well, I mean, he's still playing top 20 golf, right? Yeah, he, you're right. He is. You know, it's not like he's gone on a David Duvall scenario um, or anything. Svensson. He's uh, he's been playing good golf these past few tournaments. I mean, I don't think there's much to say. I mean, Scheffler's the man. And, I, I'm I'm with you. So. And on to the match. So we only bet Scheffler from here on out. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I'm gonna have a extensive list when it gets close. When it gets Masters time. Yeah, that uh, Valero Open weekend. Uh, that's when I'm really gonna start to unload. I think. So I like the Valero. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they get the massive ratings. It's Valero open or bust. It's the folks. tournament right before the Masters, man, <laughs> when guys are honing in. Uh-oh, I see a bird flying in. It's a, wait a minute, it looks like a hawk. It's a battle hawk. Oh, God. Caca! Caca! It's a battle hawk flying in. Can wanna, we get a two-minute XFL? You want to get this out of your system? Well, yeah, Brad? I won my bet. That was our other bet. I don't remember this. Oh, what, yeah. what sport are you even talking I, about? You know what I'm talking Never about. Never even heard. Are you the, talking about that other football league they're trying to make the work? XFL that's hotter than hell. 
excitement, folks. Let me tell you something. 38,000 in St. Louis. Dude, that, Banners galore. That arena or stadium or whatever the hell it was was packed, man. I can't and wait it was to jamming. Go. That was the best atmosphere I've seen in XFL. It's the dome football. where the Rams used yeah. to play. The old like, TWA we got dome. Dude, they were jammed in, in there. And those fans, like, like I said before, they had everything but Axel Rose there. Don't put a team in D.C. <laughs> Don't put a team in in Seattle. Don't put it. These teams should only be in in cities where there's no other football team. Look at San Antonio. Those fans fill that up. And get rowdy. Arlington, they could care less down there. That's a dead. They they want their Cowboys, and that's it. I'd rather go to a Defenders game than a whatever Washington football team is. Commandos. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But we. But did, of course, I'm I'm the defenders' number one fan yeah, and supporter. That's right, yeah, you are. Probably. Did we win this week? You're the only person. They're undefeated. Uh, that's I what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe they took yeah. their first. I thought loss. we were tied atop the standings. Well, you the the Battle Hawks. We're three and one. They've they've got one loss to DC. Uh, right. No, the Roughnecks are undefeated. They. Uh, are you telling me my DC defenders went down to defeat this week? The Roughnecks are unstoppable. That's uh, an unstoppable force. Wade Phillips is crushing everybody. Well, I had my jersey on, and we did well. And there was a little fight. There was a little action there during the game. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now. Uh, can't wait to play. Uh, I think we play uh, Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Anyways, I just wanted to get that out because I made that bet with uh, Tuna, and now he owes me a uh, 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 ribeye, 12-ounce ribeye. I don't even remember this bet happened, but I'll get you a ribeye. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on that black eye. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are uh, currently watching uh, not only the NCAA first four we've got the world baseball classic on down here in the downstairs pub uh tuna i've watched a couple of these games Mm -hmm. that the united states has played in that u.s mexico game that atmosphere was yeah it was insane yeah um so how do you feel about how the united states has played so far and uh what do you think their uh outlook is going forward i know they have a big game later on tonight I think the uh, soft spot that we've um, we talked about going into it has been pitching. Um, it's it doesn't seem there, um, and honestly, some of these guys are failing at the plate. But it's picking up. That first game against Great Britain, they showed out. Mexico, they they took a while to get in the groove. Big game tonight against uh, Colombia, which we kind of need to win. That I believe. Actually, Mexico beat Canada earlier today, so I think no matter what, we'd be in. Well, no, we need to win this. Columbia is sitting at one and two. That would put us at two and two. So we, uh, I believe we need to win that game. The big thing going on right now is Dominican Republic is playing Puerto Rico, and I'm blind as a bat and cannot see that score. But this is a 100% must win for Dominican Republic if they want to advance. So, as of right now, we they're have... Down, they're down 5-2. to two. Okay. As of right now, we've got um, 
Cuba and Italy has already advanced, and Japan and Australia have already advanced. So, um, Freddie Freeman, I want to talk about this, he went down with a hamstring injury. Mm, I did not know that. And the Dodgers pulled the plug on him and said, you're done, you got to come back home. So... Which I totally get. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. So, tough loss for Ca- Team Canada there. But um, it is scary that this this is played right before the season starts. Um, right. Because and it really kind of makes you understand why some guys aren't, aren't competing. Anymore. An injury that, you know, might linger for six weeks. You miss the first six weeks of the big of the of the major league season. Mm-hmm. You want to th- because you know you hear even great players talk about sometimes how long it takes them to get comfortable at the plate and everything. Well, you come into the year and you're six to eight weeks behind, even three weeks behind. Yeah, that's a that's a tough thing. I think my biggest gripe that I've had with the World Baseball Classic is why are all of the U.S.'s games on at 10 p.m. at night? That's what I was getting ready Play to them at 7 o'clock. They should be prime time. And if you're trying to, to draw interest to this event, put them on prime time. Like, the the second round, like, once you get through pool play, all the games will be played at, at normal times. But nobody's staying up at 10 o'clock to watch these games. So, and I, I've been trying my, my damnedest, but I, I've had to catch up on them the following day. So... I don't know. Fix it, World Baseball Classic. Make something better happen. Well, uh, as I'm sure 99.9% of big-time sports are in this country, uh, the people at the World Baseball Classic probably had very little to do with it. I blame Rob Manford. And the executives. <laughs> I blame Peru yeah. for not showing up. I think- uh, speaking of Venezuela is 4-0 and right now. They are Dude. running away right now. Well, Venezuela, yeah. Um, but I, you know what? I've been putting it on my kitchen TV, mm-hmm. and I just have it playing. So I'm, I'm at least keeping an eye on it. You know what I'm saying? I, I know you were pulling for the it. Czech Republic real hard. No, I'm I was sorry not. they didn't make it, but yeah. They didn't. No, but, uh, but, I mean, you have my interest. I have it on my TV, at least, for ratings purposes. Well, I think after pool play, I... it'll start drawing more interest. And it's also, it's played right and during March, March Madness. Madness, man. And, yeah, that's and tough. And XFL's going on. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of the XFL, my DC defenders, uh-huh. for the record, are 4-0. and Well, there you go. We're coming to get you. So, them and the Roughnecks are both 4-0. I'm not yeah. sure about okay. the Roughnecks. There you are. But I know where they are four and zero, mm-hmm. and we're on a collision course to Ooh. to to destiny. What's the, the Super Bowl of it called? The X Bowl? I have no idea. I don't know, but I'm telling you, I will go to St. Louis for a game. I got my jersey. That's a tough ticket to get, man. You're gonna have to shell out some clams for that. I mean, I'll have to take some cough drops for the caca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the ride down there. You're going to call every two seconds. <laughs> I think I'm going to bring you with me. Yeah. I think we're all going to go. I'll drive my truck, and you Dude, can lay it in I the mean, box in the bed. The XFL, uh, we're like the fan club. <laughs> I mean, dude, I got people at my uh, local pub going, caca, or going, who won? You know, hey. Well, I tell you who didn't win is Arlington. They need to get their act together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big game, Bob. 
Apparently is not coaching any big games. Yeah, we were at uh, small game. Bob's getting smoked. You heard ESPN got uh, had a they got caught in the locker room with a little nudity. Yes, I I <laughs> in I, the in the Battlehawks locker room. I heard that on Aaron, uh, AJ McCarron didn't have their cameras. I think they ready. were talking about it on Dan Patrick the yeah. other day. I, I didn't see it, but everybody was cracking and up. That's about the it. other thing about the XFL. You never know what's going to happen when you're watching it, dude. I'm yeah. serious. It's like all I know is uh, Freddie and I were out to dinner uh, for his birthday the other night with with several people and uh, a friend of the show, my nephew Colin texted me a very succinct message he said uh <laughs> i want to edit this uh for uh for broadcast but the gist of it was orlando sucks <laughs> again <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i have there was before. i bet there was a few more expletives <laughs> in, in that text you notice i had to pause before uh. i before I wanted to break it down to its essence. Um, well, guys, uh, I want to throw it around to you guys. Uh, give me your your one game of the first round. If you had one game, you could only watch one game, what's your one game of the first round, Tuna? Oh, it's definitely Arkansas-Illinois. And uh, you are you obviously are taking Arkansas yeah, in that game. Yeah, hogs, hogs in that one. That I want to watch or that I want to bet on? That you want to watch. Okay, Arkansas, uh, Illinois, definitely. One game, Fred, that you want to watch. I mean, dude, Kentucky-Providence. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I, I think the San Diego State-College of Charleston game really has my attention. Uh, just because I think there's going to be athletes all over the floor, good teams, um, like, you know, you can't, if you want to see a game, you have to know the team's fun. You like the coach, you like the players. I mean, everyone here knows I'm a USC guy. I've been pulling for that team the whole year. They finally make it. Do I want to watch them play Michigan State and Izzo for Shizzo? No, I do not. So, I mean, I'd love to watch USC in that game, but I really don't want to watch them play Michigan State. And I'm so, taking Indiana out of the mixture for me because that goes without saying. But uh, my game of the first round is Memphis and Florida Atlantic. Mm -hmm. Not only do I have a rooting interest in that game, I think it's going to be a fantastic, uh, a fantastic basketball game. Fred, give me final thoughts tonight. Of course, I've got another one, and I gotta, I gotta do one quick horse thing here. Uh, I think that Iona with Patino going against UConn is going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch that at four o'clock. Okay, I said one game. You've already given oh, me two. Oh, I'm giving, I, and I'm giving you one more because I'm, <laughs> I'm a psycho. He's about to give us three horses no, that can win no, the NCAA no, championship. No, maybe I will. <laughs> But uh, I do think that you all need to watch the Miami Drake. I'm telling you, Drake is very hot right now. They are a hot team. So Miami Drake, Miami I own it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great picks. Uh, do we want? Let's. Uh, we gonna do a derby trail, derby trial yes. here real quick. Yes, quickly. All right, folks. Want to let you know that the uh, um, we had. Uh, 
a a race go off the Tampa Bay Derby last week, a Derby prep worth fifty points. Uh, Freddie did not do well. I tried to beat the favorite. I even put money on Mikey Bananas, and he didn't get it done for me. Uh, but the favorite did win, and his name is Tappet Trice. It's a Pletcher horse, and let me tell you something, folks. It's the first time he's went two turns, and he is one of the biggest horses I've seen. He looks like authentic. Uh, if this horse gets it together, watch out. You should. I, I, I highly recommend you rewatch this race and watch him come four deep on the outside. And he'll he'll be on your radar. He has immediately moved up from not being on my board to the twelfth uh, choice. Uh, we also have a, cla- a a very classy horse out of the Derby, out of the Derby trial. That is my number three on the board. A a uh, really good horse, Bob Baffert Yacht Team. No shocker there. Arabian Night. Is a what, what the odds are like ten to one in Vegas. That horse is off the Derby Trail. You keep seeing Baffert horses getting hurt again. That's very strange. Not yeah, just, just kidding. Yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, folks, no that? Derby preps this week. It's March Madness. They're smart enough not to do any. But next week, get ready because it is the big dog race, the Louisiana Derby has 12 horses in my top 20 running it's gonna be epic i'm pumped well we'll make sure to dedicate at least an hour to that next week <laughs> i think that's a separate pod man. <laughs> are you all looking at your watches because that goes so fast i mean i'm running like secretariat I, what do you want me to do I just, I'm sorry that you're... Uh, I just try to do my best to keep uh, our, our audience's attention span at about an hour and 20 minutes. I'm sorry, country house, that you're <laughs> come bringing up the rear <laughs> or rich strike. Sorry that you Don't come at me about that. I didn't really say anything. One race in your career. I didn't say anything. I'm not moderating this show, brother. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm going to... I think Tuna has to get somewhere. Where are you going, Tuna? I've got to go to church. <laughs> I got to do some praying. Yeah, oh, you're not gonna tell that uh, is your listeners no. I got to cross gamble. the bridge to make some gambling bets for tomorrow He's because I will be working up. in the morning. Have we changed but, your um, mind at all on any bets? No, I'm freaked out because I just found out earlier today <laughs> that the Pentagon said that there's a spaceship and mothership in the sky in our solar system. So I got to make my bets before anything bad happens. Well, phone home. That's a true story, phone guys. Home. I didn't just, just make uh, that up. Just if Indiana's and if you knew aliens are listening, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Blockout Pod and Blockout uh, Sports Pod. Yes, Blockout Sports. We are we are at Blockout Pod on Twitter. We are at Blockout Sports Pod or Blockout Sports Pod on Facebook. Our email address is blockoutsportspod at gmail dot com. We love when you guys listen. We love when you tell a friend. Uh, Enjoy the first two rounds of the tournament. Uh, we can't wait to watch the ball games. Can't wait to be back here next week and break this all down for you. For the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kemp, the fabulous one horse handicapping extraordinaire. 
fabulous Freddie Benders. My name is Travis Carter. Until next week, so long, everybody. <laughs>